Welcome to our weekly devotional with Dr. Owen Anderson. I'm looking this week at Proverbs, going through the Bible in a year. The version I use starts with Genesis, Matthew, but then also the beginning of Proverbs and the Psalms. And it struck it struck me this year as I was looking at chapter one of the Proverbs. We've, we've already done another devotional on, on the Proverbs, if you want to look back in our feed. But I want to keep going. Every now and then I'll do the Proverbs. It's not really something that is you go through in a sermon, let's say, in the same way you do other chapters, because especially when you get in the middle of Proverbs, it's more um, individual Proverbs. But you get some themes in these first chapters. And, and it stood out to me that in this first chapter, this verses 29 through 33 really solve the problem of evil. Let me read them to you. Because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord, would have none of my counsel and despised all my reproof. Therefore, they shall eat the fruit of their way and have their fill of their own devices. For the simple are killed by their turning away, and the complacencies of, complacency of fools destroys them. But whoever listens to me will dwell secure and will be at ease without dread of disaster. Now, what happens because they hate knowledge and don't choose the fear of the Lord, those are, are connected together. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom or knowledge. And they would have none of God's counsel and despise his reproof. So notice it goes in stages. It starts off with they hate knowledge and don't fear God. And then he may counsel humans and they won't listen to it. So then he's reproving them. He's disciplining them as a father, chastising them, and they despise it. So they have the first opportunity to seek a second and a third, which they hate, and therefore they'll eat the fruit of their way and have their fill of their own devices. Why? Well, it reveals something. For, word tells you a kind of a conclusion, the simple are killed by their turning away and the complacency of fools destroys them. But the contrast, whoever listens to me will dwell secure and will be at ease without dread of disaster. And, and I'm going to speak in a moment about what kind of disaster that is. Not merely like, oh, I'll never be hurt by uh, economic downturn. But it's, a, it's the kind of fruit that we would expect from a godly life. So in other words, what happens? Why is this happening? Well, there's a revelation. That's why. It's not, it's, not, it's not simply their free will, because God's in charge even of this part. And God does this in order to reveal what happens in the path of the wicked, what happens in the path of the righteous, and what does both of that reveal about God, especially God's justice and God's mercy. So this is a solution in that sense of telling us the final purpose and how it works. And you see here that people get what they want. Now, the, the free will objection would be like this. It would say, well, but if, if that's what's happening, God made me hate knowledge, so it's not fair. And, and you should see how ridiculous that is because the answer would be, well, then stop hating knowledge. Sounds like you don't hate knowledge. You're, you're complaining that God made you hate knowledge, so just seek knowledge. But, but the person doesn't really want that. They're just using this as a silly excuse to avoid responsibility. God having caused us to want something doesn't change that it's my want. Or if it does, if I find out God made me that way and I say, okay, now I don't want to, uh, it doesn't really actually get me out of it because the response is, well, yeah, but God made you as the kind of person who, when they find that out, they change their mind. All of that is trying to peer into God as primary cause. 
But the secondary causes of things, just like God created the planets and created gravity, he's the primary cause of the planets orbiting the sun. The secondary cause of them orbiting the sun is their mass and the distance from the sun and the gravity. So too, we have those things in our will. Uh, what we want, uh, what we hate, what we choose. I, I don't like how that brings up that. What we choose, uh, that what we would have. We don't want this. And so there will be consequences for those things. But look at chapter two, how chapter two begins. My son, if you receive my words and treasure up my commandments with you, making your ear attentive and inclining your heart to understanding. Yes, if you call out for insight and raise your voice to understanding, if you seek it like silver and search for it as hidden treasures, here's the conclusion, then you'll understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. And that's the highest good. So these two sections go together, the end of chapter one, the beginning of chapter two, culminating in that highest good, the knowledge of God. And that's really what we're seeking. And so we have here an admonition that we should seek these things and also a uh, warning of what happens to those who don't, coupled with the description of the fact that this happens as part of a revelation of, of uh, good and evil, of who God is. So chapters, the end of chapter one, beginning of chapter two of Proverbs, and, and thinking about the reality of human sin and the sovereignty of God and the relationship between seeking for knowledge and finding uh, the fear of the Lord and finding knowledge of God.